What's up, everybody? It's Dan, Finder Boneyard, coming at you from the office desk, like always. Uh, it is still light, actually, believe it or not, a little bit, anyways. Um, beautiful, freezing-ass winter day here in Central Oregon. Uh, burning this one out a little early. Got to go look at some scout parts a guy has. Um, apparently bought some Jeep project and the guy put a bunch of scout shit in it and whatever. So he wants me to come look at it, see what it's worth and that sort of stuff. So I'm, uh, I'm going to roll out of here a touch early and go look at it. Um, but anyway, so hopefully you guys are having a good, uh, I guess it'd be Wednesday. So it's really like a Friday unless you have to work on Thanksgiving. And if you have to work on Thanksgiving, you either have a really important job or a really terrible job. Um, so <laughs> I'm sorry if you have a terrible job and have to work on Thanksgiving. Um, I've worked the last couple Thanksgivings just because, uh, my folks are, normally not around, um, they're traveling or doing whatever, and my mom doesn't love me. Um, my dad's off in fucking outer space somewhere, so who knows what he's up to. So I just end up working. Um, you know, this year I, I won't be working. I will be going to the lovely Josie's parents' house uh, for their family Thanksgiving, which should be interesting, because um, I'm not a family guy. But anyways... Hopefully you guys are enjoying your Wednesday. You aren't too focused on fucking off for five days uh, or four days, I guess. But uh, don't cut your fingers off if you're uh, doing manual labor. <laughs> but anyways, thank you guys for listening. Really appreciate it. Uh, always appreciate it. John, I know you're mildly famous now. Uh, I'm not going to be able to pronounce your last name, so the rest of the world is just going to know you as John. Thank you for the kind words on the various Facebook pages. I appreciate it greatly. Glad you enjoyed it. Um, there will be future episodes about how to use your scout to pick up chicks. Uh, not that you need it because you have a lovely girlfriend, uh, but uh, all you single guys out there that, you know, looking for girls, scouts are um, vagina magnets. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> if uh that might be a good uh satirical episode to make uh, but anyways <laughs> thank you for all the kind words everyone thank you for the likes and the subscriptions and the follows and the patreon donations uh that's very helpful super helpful thank you so much for all that stuff um can't do this without the support um you know, I probably would have stopped doing them a long time ago. I know I miss Mondays. I'm The schedules get so bombed up that I fucking, you know, I'll work all day. I'll get halfway home and then realize that I forgot to do a cast. And it's like ugh, trying to drive back and then burn one. And I don't know. So I just sometimes I miss days. But I appreciate you guys for all of the um, likes and support. Uh, it's It's very helpful. So... Uh, the calendar so far is still just the birthday cruise in March 16th through the 19th. Um, Southern California, Route 66, going to be running the 56. Uh, we're going 
I'll be running my 56 pickup, I mean. But we're taking Route 66. We're going west to east. See how far we get in a couple of days of driving and screwing around and whatnot. So everyone's welcome in your international vehicle. Hopefully you can make it. Would be super awesome if you could. Um, hopefully you guys are following me on other platforms as well. Um, Instagram, YouTube, that sort of stuff. I uh, posted a video today on Instagram that uh, kind of ties in with what today's couple of topics are going to be. Hopefully that makes sense. Um, so yeah, head over to Instagram, check that out. Um, and then uh, there's some stuff popping up on YouTube here shortly that are that's pretty good as well. So um, there's lots of different stuff floating around out there that we do. So it's best to just cover all the bases. Instagram's pretty fun too. I mean, it's like, I don't know, it's way better than Facebook as far as not getting a bunch of shit in your face. Like uh, Facebook is just so loaded down with junk and shit that doesn't matter and political stuff and everybody hates each other. And I, I'm just, I'm so over Facebook. So Instagram is, is pretty sweet. So that's where I would recommend. If anybody's going to follow anything, I would head there. Um, so some stuff that's going to be popping pretty shortly uh, Kendra Summer and her production crew and the whole Cruising with Kendra thing. Uh, they're finishing up our videos that we did back in October. Um, so I've seen one. It's really great. Uh, it's a minute long, so it's perfect for Instagram. There's supposed to be two more. Uh, a 10-minute video of the entire trip that they took and, and all that. Uh, a shop tour, shop walk around, all that. And then another one-minute video as well. So, um, going to be some good stuff. Hopefully, you guys uh, enjoy that as well. They're, the the one-minute ones are kind of like commercials. Um, the the uh, ten-minute one is going to be more like a show. So, uh, you never know. We might shop that out to some uh, larger larger viewers and see. Who knows? You might see old Binder Boneyard on the on the uh, the old Discovery Channel someday. Um, I don't know. It's funny, there's been a lot of talk about scout shops getting on the internet and, uh, you know, they um, the, the consensus among a lot of the Facebook groups is that it would be bad because then once scouts became popular, then the prices would go up and this and that. And I think what's happened is it's already happened. The, you know, Fast and Loud or whoever, Aaron Kaufman doing that Comanche build and, the, you know, various, I don't know. I don't watch the shows. I don't watch any of the car show TV shows because I just can't do it. I can't. It's too much bullshit for me because being in my end of the industry, when I see how they do stuff, it just, I just start screaming at the TV so uh, I don't watch it. I do watch Vegas Rat Rods occasionally. I really like the fabrication and the stuff that goes into those. I've been to their shop several times, and uh, it's super cool. Yeah, it's decoration cars. There's a bunch of shit welded to it that doesn't need to be welded to it and stuff that doesn't do anything and just some gayness. But at the same time, uh, I can appreciate the fabrication and the, the level of workmanship that went into building some of that stuff so uh i think it's cool and so i watch that show but only when i'm like 
laid up sick at home or something, you know, like uh, something else. So I, I just, just, uh, I watched it sporadically. But anyways, um, you know, a lot of people are afraid that if a show came out that was scout centric or international centric, that it would cause some sort of, you know, revolt among everybody and suddenly internationals would be the next hot thing. And I think they're late. I think it's already happening. They're already coming up in value. I'm seeing pieces of shit sell for 10 grand. I'm seeing, you know, $60,000 pieces of shit. So it, it's happening. Um, you know, and then there's the shops fucking, you know, whoever it is in Florida or wherever selling, you know, $250,000 for stuff. It's just, it's already happened. So if there's a show about it, great. I, you know, I, if anybody's going to do it, I'd like it to be us. Just because I think it would be fun. Even if it's for a couple of years, a couple of seasons, whatever. I mean, spread the word. It's all, it's all good for the brand. It really is. Because even if they do become more popular, that means they're getting saved. They're not getting scrapped. They're not getting hauled off. They're getting rebuilt, whatever. So I would like to see that. So anyway, um, so we're going to segue in from there, from my Instagram feed stuff to, uh, we're going to talk some more about fabrication today. I'll probably cover some stuff that I already covered in previous pods, but, uh, yeah, I mean, the more information that's out there, the better. I know some of you guys are pretty green with this stuff, so, um, I'm gonna keep it sort of simple, but I'm, uh, I'm going to get into some other level upper level stuff when we talk about tooling and whatnot the first thing i want to talk about is safety um i know i, I kind of um there's levels of safety that i believe in like safety glasses uh, i wear all the time uh, i get shit in my eyes occasionally and it's a very stark reminder that yes wear your goddamn safety glasses uh, i wear gloves a lot um, partially because I'm in and out. I use, I'm in the office and I'm writing down stuff and, and filling shit out on the computer and whatnot. And then I'm back out in the shop. So I wear gloves. I got some, uh, I wear the Tillman brand, uh, true fit with the, they're the goat hide ones. They got the black elastic on the back. Uh, very good lightweight. Um, you know, I still do a lot. I do a lot of mechanicing with those on too. Uh, just because, they provide a little bit of feel still and and I fucking yesterday I smashed the shit out of two of my fingers with a hammer and I was not wearing my gloves and it tore a lot of skin off of one finger and it blood blistered the shit out of the other finger made the fingernail get all weird um if I'd had my gloves on that probably wouldn't have been as bad uh and that's the other thing is once you fuck up your finger you've do something to an extremity it makes continuing working harder and so i always hear that from guys are like oh gloves just slow me down and gloves make it this and gloves are fucking dangerous and yeah if you're a machinist don't wear gloves you know you don't want anything that's going to pull you into that machine and it's gruesome when that happens so don't wear gloves uh, but general fabrication please wear gloves uh, and again, like I said, you guys are rolling your eyes and whatnot, but when you burn the tips off of three of your fingers and you have to use your other 
hand to tighten nuts and bolts or hold the bolt and, and spin the ratchet or whatever, if it's going to slow you down that much, and it does. I mean, anybody that's had a serious hand or finger injury, and I think there's a couple of you guys listening that have, you realize how much it sucks. And if you'd had gloves on, it probably would have prevented that from happening. Um, and so the time that you waste wearing gloves and struggling with gloves, I still think is faster and better than no gloves and risking potentially hurting yourself. Um, I don't know. And I guess if you get good and you never miss with a hammer, you never have a grinder get out of your hands, you never have a you know piece of metal spin in the drill press or whatever, then yeah, all right, don't wear gloves. But a lot of you home guys, you don't have a lot of tooling. You might have a drill press, but you might not have the vice, the drill vice for the press. So, you know, you're holding the shit down with a pair of vice grips or a clamp on your table or something, and, and that doesn't always work, and shit gets away from you. You know, you get a chunk of, of uh, a curly cue of, uh, of metal come off the drill press, go right into your eye, wear your safety glasses. Um, even if you don't wear gloves, wear your safety glasses because you can't... Once your eye gets fucked up, then that's it too. My buddy Hugh got a uh, hot molten aluminum splash into his eye and he had to wear an eye patch for a long time before they finally were able to reconstruct his eyeball. Um, and that's cheap too. I mean, if you don't have insurance, then fucking good luck with that. And even if you do have insurance, it's still a fucking fortune. So anyway, safety glasses are cheap. They're easy, you know, they get scratched up, you get another $2 pair, buy like a five pack at the safety store, buy them on Amazon, like whatever. They're cheap and they work, they do their job. Uh, I prefer to wear gloves, just like I said, my hands get fucked up and then it makes doing other tasks shittier. So I wear gloves. Um, basic clothing, keep your shit tucked in. If you wear a shirt with a tail, tuck it in. Um, I wear coveralls in the winter and when I was fabricating full time for the big shops I was in, I wore overalls, um, with the chest pockets. I keep all my pens and stuff in there, kept my phone in there. Um, that kind of stuff I did. I really enjoyed wearing the overalls when I was fabricating full time and I still wear them occasionally on when I do full fab jobs here. If I'm building a roll cage or a bunch of bumpers or uh, something like that. I'll wear them around here, but only in the summertime. Uh, wintertime, it's full coverage coveralls just because our shop is cold. So those are things to think about as far as safety goes. Um, then this is where I go to the other end of the spectrum. Uh, if any of your tooling has guards on it, uh, throw that shit away. Um, the little half moon guard that comes on your four inch angle grinder is most of the time just gets in the way. Uh, it's a pain in the ass and can cause more problems than it creates or than it solves. So I just throw those away. Uh, same with the die grinders, cutoff wheel uh, attachments, all that stuff. That all gets thrown away. Um, you know, it, it just it hinders what you're doing. It's hard to work with those things, and and so it just slows you down even more, and it becomes a hazard in itself. So I throw all those away. Um, that's what I do. If I can do it at your own risk, uh, don't call me on Saturday and tell me that your thumb came off because you took your grinder guard off. Um, but anyway, those are 
some of the things I do. I mean, large tooling. If you got a lathe, uh, yeah, fucking keep that shit guarded up. But if you have a lathe and you know how to use it, you're already several steps above what this podcast is about. So anyway, just shit that spins a lot. Don't wear loose clothes. Don't wear gloves. If you're just doing general fab work, it's okay to wear gloves. You still don't want loose clothes. Um, the strings on your sweatshirt. If you're wearing a, a hoodie, which a lot of us do when we work, um, watch the strings on the shirt. I've seen fucking grinders suck up a hoodie string and then pull the grinder into your face. Um, that's fucking gruesome. Don't let that happen to you. Um, I had a grinder kick out of my hand one time and land on my shoulder. That was super awesome. So if you're working overhead, um, don't uh, don't lay directly underneath what you're working on because if it does fall on you, spin out of your hands, you don't want to catch it with your teeth or your testicles. Um, what else is there? Yeah, just be mindful of that sort of thing before you dig into a project. And I know uh, I'm all about jumping in and doing stuff and getting it done and whatever. But at the same time, use your head a little bit and think about certain things like, uh, where's the spray from the sparks gonna go? Are you just showering your, you know, dirty rag bin with sparks from your grinder? Um, are you spraying sparks at the windshield of the car next to you? Uh, I don't know if some of you guys might know, but yeah, glass and grinding sparks do not mix well. You will ruin glass so fast with, uh, spraying sparks at it and whatnot. So, um, Always keep glass covered up, windshields, uh, throw a blanket over them, throw heavy cardboard, whatever, if you're not concerned about fire. Um, but glass will get destroyed. Uh, my Travelette that must have sandblasted the panels with the windows in because there's like a shadow of fuzzing around uh, some of the windows where, the, where they blasted it uh, and it fucked up the glass. So... Uh, glass is, is pretty soft and sensitive, so just keep that in mind. If you've got a long-term project in the shop, it doesn't hurt to just paper over all of the windows. Um, you know, a couple layers of newspaper goes a long ways. Again, be mindful of fire. Uh, one of the things that we use a lot of, uh, we've got some welding blankets, and there's two different versions of them. There's a a fiberglass version that's really rough and it feels like a fucking burlap sack almost or a gunny sack if you're old enough or so inclined um that's what we called them growing up or gunny sacks if they're and then there's another style of welding blanket that feels like um felt almost and it's soft uh, we use the soft ones to help just protect paint jobs and and to create stop uh, causing problems with other work um that, though, the soft stuff will collect shavings and grit sometimes, so you got to shake them out occasionally. Um, they're kind of expensive. They're about 80 bucks a blanket for the big blankets, but they're worth every penny. They will save you so much time and money in ruined parts. Uh, I know I'd mentioned them before. Some guys had said they like to use wet towels um, or old coveralls, things like that for protecting things are working on um that works in a pinch i don't like wet anything uh, anytime you got standing water because you, you get them damp and then they drip off or you know if you're welding on fresh steel or you're trying to do body work the last thing you want is to introduce more moisture to whatever you're doing uh, 
So I really avoid like soaking anything in water and then trying to use it to cover some. You might throw it over an engine that's sealed up or something like that. But but really, if you can afford, you know, Christmas is coming up. Ask your mom for a welding blanket. Um, you know, it's they really are handy, especially on interiors. You know, you know, you're doing some floor pan work or something, and it's quick, and you don't want to take the seat out. You don't want to cover the dash. You know, or pull the dash. You lay a couple of those felt welding blankets in there and you tuck them up with some spring clamps and it just saves you so much time. And again, that's another place where a wet towel or wet blanket wouldn't be ideal. Um, not, I'm not saying it doesn't work. It does work. But it just think about the problems you're creating for yourself down the road if you go that route. So um, yeah, think a few steps ahead when you're doing, doing that sort of stuff. Um, you know, something else that we um, do a lot of uh, are found is leather. If you can get your hands on some leather chunks, there's some taxidermy places around here that have like weird shapes of leather um, that you can get for pretty cheap um, that you can lay over for smaller things or, you know, protecting other things. Uh, so, yeah, that's um, that kind of stuff. Keep, like I say, just protect your stuff it goes a long ways um so but something i posted on instagram today was a little trick about duplicating parts um if you're making um plates or pieces for roll cage or slider mounts or bumper mounts and there's four five six pieces and they're all the same uh, what you can do is if you're using a grinder because that's like a basic Fabrication hand tools I think you should have are, you know, four inch angle grinder, uh, drill, hand drill or drill press, either one. Um, those are like, you can get a lot done with those two things. Uh, Sawzalls is another one you can have. And, uh, but you can get a lot of fabrication done with just a fucking grinder. Um, so what I did was I chopped out uh, four of these motor mount plates with the grinder. And yeah, I mean, you, you lay out your dimensions and you draw your lines and, and they get close, but there's some variants and I wanted them all to look the same. So what I did was cut them out, laid them all down on one flat edge, um, clamped them together so they were as, as equal as they could be. Then I welded, I just ran a weld bead across the top and the bottom to join all four pieces together. Then I put it in the vise and I used a grinder with a flap wheel because I love flap wheels and made all the sides the same. Ground the, ground the tall ones down, made them all even out. Every They were completely 100% exactly the same all the way around. Then I marked where my holes needed to be, threw it in the drill press and drilled through the entire stack in one shot so that all the holes are in the same spot Everything's perfect. It all lines up. And then I threw it back in the vise, ground the welds off, and then kissed the area with the grinder a little bit to, so that the little remnant of the bead was gone. And, uh, and that was it. Um, no, can't even tell how I did it. And uh, they came out great. They're going to fit perfect. It's, it's exactly what uh, it needs to be. So um, that's a trick that you guys can do. And to think ahead like that, uh, making roll cage feet one at a time is is not productive and you know and sometimes if you're buying 
if you want something like that and you've got time, you know, buying them from like rough stuff, specialties or having them made locally, um, you know, can really save you a ton of time. And yeah, they might be $8 a plate, but when you need, you know, six or eight plates and each one takes you, who knows, you know, 20 minutes to make, well, there's, you know, several minutes, hour into it. So is it worth it to buy it? Sometimes, you know, they make, and it, it makes your project look a little nicer, but I also understand this, the doing it yourself and customizing it how you want, because I do that myself. Um, some stuff is nice to have pre-made and some stuff is nice to make. So consider that as well. If you got a big project and you're like, God, how am I going to do this? And how am I going to do that? You might be able to buy the piece pre-made and then all you have to do is weld it or grind it a little bit. We do that a lot with tabs and brackets. We'll buy kind of generic tabs or generic brackets and then cut and form them to match what we need, uh, which goes a long ways too. So um, those are little things to think about. Again, if you're trying to save time and you might be new to fabrication and, and all you have is a grinder and a drill press, um, you know, that, that might be what you want. Um, there's some other things that we'll probably get into in another podcast, like um, a press break. Fucking Harbor Freight Press is super cheap. You get a ton of shit done with it. Um, so that's something, you know, we'll talk about some other kinds of fabrication stuff in the, in the future cast. Um, but for right now, I figured that was a good basic, uh, basic stuff to cover. Um, you guys, I know some of you professional guys are rolling your eyes and whatnot, but, uh, new guys, weekend warriors, that's good, good, uh, thing to talk about. The grinder, like I say, the grinder, man, you can get so much done with a cutoff wheel, flap disc, a hard stone. Uh, I mean, those are the three big ones. You can really get a lot done with those three things. Um, and then drill press. Yeah. I mean, it does all the holes you need, everything. It's really a nice tool to have. Like I said, even if you just have a good hand drill and a good vice, um, you know, if you're going to be drilling holes, make sure you use a center punch to keep the drill bit started in the right spot. Uh, so anyway, hopefully that was good for you guys. Um, we can talk about some more stuff later and I probably will, but anyways, thank you. Thank you again. Uh, if you forgot, I'm Dan. This is the binder boneyard podcast. This is the binder boneyard and, uh, find me on all the stuff and, and ask me any questions. If you got questions about anything you've heard on any of the podcasts, I'm generally pretty open. So again, guys, thank you very much. Appreciate it very much. And, uh, I will talk to you soon. Oh, and don't forget, I love you.